East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to East and West with Mario and Les. Uh, we had a little break last week for the holidays, but I just would like to wish you a happy new year, Mario. Happy new year, Leslie. Feliz Año Nuevo. Feliz Año Nuevo. Oh, you got a good you. Espanol accent. Look at you. I live in Miami. What do you I expect? Mean, I was going to say you better have one living in Miami. How was I your think I holiday? understand more than I can speak, though. I definitely understand it. And I can oh. read it, which is weird, but I can't really speak it. Listen, crazy. that's more than a lot of people's. I used to say the stupidest joke growing up. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm bilingual. <laughs> that was before I came out. So Before it's you like, came out. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was so your people, way. People would be like, are you gay? And I'm like, no, I'm bilingual. Bilingual. Hardy bilingual. And then they so, just leave. My new year was good. Um kind of quiet not quiet but Darren and I went just we went to a hotel on Miami Beach the Eden Rock and we spent the night we went to Nobu for dinner it's also his birthday New Year's Eve so that is what he wanted to do this year and I was more than happy to comply we had a great time happily accommodate a little Nobu sushi doesn't hurt anybody yes so you know yes just another day just another casual day my new year was good it was okay it was different my family was all scattered this year um so i was invited to my uncle's house and okay we did karaoke which we don't really do karaoke because we're loud enough as it is without right. you know but i let everybody fun. go you know i let everybody go first because i do have the gift of song so i was like you know what let me <laughs> let me let them do their thing first and then i had to take over and show them how to it's really done and once i brought the house down i excused myself <laughs> um but there was what a massive saying i need to know what you sang I sang two songs in Spanish. And so Spanish is my first language and I prefer to sing in Spanish. And okay. so makes sense. I, yeah. I sang one song by Jenny Rivera, who's this Mexican artist and she died like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. I've heard of her. Oh, okay, cool. And then I yes. sang this other song, uh, Paloma Negra. My aunt cracked me up because she's like, she leans over and she's like, Mario sing for us, but make sure we cry. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and so my my cousin my cousin Pris, Priscilla was like, "Mom, why do you always want to cry? Like we're having a good time." And so I got up and I said, "I'm like, what song can I sing that's gonna make me cry?" So I was up there like, "Money can't buy you class." Yeah, <laughs> Chic, yeah we all we all sobbed thereafter, but it was it was good. There was a massive storm that same night in Northern California. And yeah, so- you guys have been having some crazy crazy weather. I was not sure if I was going to be available to record today because we lost power last night and right. it was like, I was like, oh my God, well, here we go. Like normally we, you know, Northern California or California people in general, were completely spoiled with the weather. And so right. a little rain, a little wind and we freak out, we panic mm-hmm. and it's like, but last night was pretty scary. We were on the way back from the movies and the freeway was like shaking our car. There oh my was people- God. There was people like stopped in the middle of the road and it was just like intense. Yeah, that's got to be scary there because of the mudslides, the mountains, like everything. It's not no, and there's you know, trees. Not used to that kind of rain. There's trees everywhere. And so I got home and we had no power. And so that's I was worst. like, 
I was like, okay, well, let's uh, let's prepare. So I had my last meal in case I died overnight, and that sand <laughs> that sandwich was great. But other than that, we've been doing good. There's another storm scheduled tonight, so hopefully, Ugh. yeah, I know. Hopefully, it's not as treacherous. I I hope we don't lose power because there's a new episode of Potomac tonight. So you know where my priorities are. So <laughs> you better charge up your stuff then, so you can watch it on your phone at least. Exactly. If that's the case. Exactly. I know. It has so, been a chaotic week to be a Bravo fan, and I'm glad yes, it has. to connect yeah, let's with just, you. Let's get to it, because there's Dive so right much to discuss in. this week. Exactly. Let's do it. So first things first, I need to acknowledge the departure, the firing, whatever the word, of Miss Lisa Rinna. Lisa, Lisa fucking Rinna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. announced on last week, Thursday, that she is not coming back to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for season right. three. And said I, it was a mutual decision. That's a lot. I'm, I'm not buying that. that. No, I it's never a mutual that. decision. I think Bethany is the only one who walked on her own. Exactly. And I never believe when they say it's mutual. How do you mutually say? It's like when people break up and they're like, when yeah. you when you get the note, when you get the when you want to get the gossip and you're like, well, who broke up with whom? And they're like, we mutually. It's like no, somebody yeah. brought it up first. Yeah, whoever of course. whoever brought it up first is the one that broke up with you. And so, absolutely, I don't think it's mutual. And listen, in this case, I think that Twitter won because uh, Twitter hates Lisa Rinna. But I, it's disappointing because <sighs> I don't think they represent the majority of the fan base. No, they represent the crazies exactly. Mostly. And and so to me, I. There's things about Lisa Rinna that annoy me, but there's also things that I can appreciate. Like, do I want to be friends with her? I mean, maybe I am friends with her, wink, wink. But <laughs> I know that she's clocked in. You know what I mean? And I know that Oh, she- yeah. I mean, she was doing her job. Let's, you know, first of all, she's an actress. Exactly. And, you know, actors are special. I gave birth to one, so I know. And they're special. Um, but she definitely was doing her job. She was like so involved in so many of the major storylines in the past eight seasons. And this is what I want to, I want to remind people because this was now five years ago when season eight aired Lisa Mm -hmm. Rinna at the time, Lisa Rinna was very much public about her contract negotiations. And she, she said, I'm going to be the nicest Lisa Rinna this season. That was her telling production. Like, listen, I'm going to mind my business. So you can see Mm -hmm. what I bring. Season eight is completely boring. There's nothing that happens. That's the season that Teddy joined that no shade, no shade to Teddy, but that's the season that Teddy joined. And um, it was, I don't remember anything that happened. And so that's why when people are like saying, oh, the show's going to be great. And I'm like, listen, uh-huh. we had at the time there was Lisa Vanderpump. There was Kyle Richards. There yeah. was Dorit. There was Erica. They, all these Titans were still on the show, uh-huh. but nothing happened. That Nothing happened because, because Lisa, Lisa kept quiet. Yeah. She minded her business and she yep. was the, the nicest Lisa Rinna. And so I'm a little nervous as to what's the future of the show is going to look like because the women that are on right now, the only one I can probably see either taking over the instigating role that Lisa Rinna has is probably Sutton because Sutton is very. Sutton is very outspoken and she's going to tell you exactly how she feels about something and but the, Sutton Sutton I don't see as a troublemaker like Lisa though yeah that's the thing like Sutton right. is um 
Sutton is coming from a good place because I think Sutton means well, whereas yes. Lisa, Lisa knew that she had to start some shit. Of course. And of course. so Sutton, it, that's the difference. But as far as everybody else, like Garcelle's lovely. She's not messy. Kyle's been on the show mm. way too long. Kyle's been hated in the past. So she doesn't, after season two, like now we're just getting down to the nitty gritty, but after season two in the game night, Kyle was like, nope, I'm going to be better. I'm going to mind my business. <laughs> Just, right i know so i love kyle though i i, I do i love has to have kyle i love kyle too but I, I don't know she's not so either they need to find somebody willing and messy mm-hmm. and you know bravo fans are picky as fuck so we don't want just messy we want rich we want glam oh, we especially want... on beverly hills exactly. we can't have like fake money so on beverly hills whoever is and all those other girls better be clutching their pearls because Dory was also boring last season. So boring. I, I and I love, I love myself some Dorit, but I mean, she did nothing. Exactly. Season. And so nothing. I, I gave her some grace because she got broken into, but uh, of course, uh, oh, there was I, that. Exactly. But after that, it's like, okay, snooze fest. And then I hope Erica stays. Cause it'll be nice to see Erica without Lisa Rinna. Without Rinna. I agree. Yeah. So hopefully she does not get fired, but. Um, oh, what do you think of, Vanderpump's tweet, ding dong. Who? (laughs) And what do you think? Okay, so let me just ask you honestly, if they brought her back, which I don't think is going to happen, but who knows, what would you feel about that? I don't think that she, um, her priority is her image, which is fine. She's a public figure. Just looking at her objectively, I think that she is too much, um, She's too cognizant of wanting to control everything. And so she wants to control the narrative and her image and what is aired, what is not. Um, I think that the Vanderpump Rules uh, drama from 2020 really maybe grounded her a bit because she's not as, she probably knows she's more expendable than she thought. But ultimately, I don't think that she is willing to come back if, you know, because she didn't even go to the reunion because she got heavy. So I yeah, she uh, couldn't face it, which that just made me like I always was a Lisa Stan. And then I started to see her for who she actually was. And the fact that she did not go to the reunion made me lose so much respect for her. Like you're that big of a wimp that you can't go and face what's going on. Shit that you caused. I mean, exactly. Go clean up your mess. Go fix right. the mess. And so to me, that's when a housewife skips a reunion. It's indicative of, okay, this is yeah. not for you. And that's okay. I don't think that she was bad for the show, but I don't give her the same iconic status that everybody else gives her. I can't name I can't name a single iconic moment, like specific moment. Because people always, like her fans are crazy. Like we are. Like we know Bravo fans are crazy. But right. El- but LVP fans take it to a level of... Oh, my God. You can't even tweet anything about her or Beverly Hills. Like, no anything. Because one time this reality tea blogger, and I'm going to call her out, she's like, you're obsessed with telling people how much you hate Lisa Vanderpump. And I was like, I am not obsessed with anything. No. Like, yeah. first of all. And second of all, I'm commenting on a public figure. So if I want to speak about the bitch, I will. But not that she's a bitch, but that's just how we talk. But no, of course. I think ultimately, though, it's like if she ever does come back, I'm sure she'd be fine. She'd just be there. She'd be giving her British humor. But I don't think that she can like save. Like the show doesn't need saving. The show's been fine. The ratings are good. The show's been fine. She yeah. she 
does make me laugh. Her and Kyle used to make me crack up together. They were like a good duo for yeah, a while, so. you know, but, but could, I don't, I don't think but, it's necessary. No. And she can just stay in her little corner and stay tweeting from afar. Like she contributed, right. she originated the show. Do I think that she's because the formula of the show has evolved so much. She joined in 2010. So or right. 2009. So it's been a long time. Right. So she's not as the like she she'll just be funny, but not even that funny to me. But yeah. Oh, sorry. My dog is. is coughing in the I'm background. Like, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> Come that's here, our, Ducky. That's, that's Duchess. Our, yes, that is our that's... cue. Duchess is over Lisa Vanderpump. That so is our senior citizen. And sometimes she coughs. There's, there's her nose. Come here, Ducky. Say hi. Say hi to the people. Say hi. But yeah, so that was the Beverly Hills update. I'm curious how it's going to play out. We will see. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's always, this is the world of housewives. We lose tie-ins all the time and it's, I'm getting flashbacks to when Tamara and Vicky got fired and it's right. like, whoa. Yeah. And now look, Tamara's back. So Tamara's maybe. back, exactly. So maybe, maybe Lisa needs a little break. She, I think she did, frankly, yeah. because uh, she has. She's be put on pause. She's put on pause. Dorinda but, would say. You know who else is being put on pause for a good time is, or, may, or maybe fired. Another headline from last week, Jennifer Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. Telemarketing not scheme. enough time. Not enough time. She should have gotten 10 years. Oh, my God. I she was laughing at elderly people crying after they lost their life savings. It was reading those details horrible. was horrible. And, and that's why, like, I was, like, live tweeting the fucking sentencing, like, I'm in the courtroom, but I was just sitting there, like, that part made me, like, gross out at myself, because I'm like, okay, this is actually real life. Like, when I saw that she was laughing at 80-something-year-olds, I'm like, okay, it's always funny until it's not. Like, when you hear real facts mm -hmm. like this, yeah, we forget, and I'm going to include myself, that as a fan base, that this is re real people were it's impacted. Real, right. This is this real. Is not, it's not... This is not TV. like petty drama at a dinner party. And, and it's also not a like Teresa's mortgage fraud, fraud charge, like where, you know, she was doing something to herself, not, I mean, Jen had a lot of people working under her. Exactly. I, but you know, what's interesting is that Todd Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best got more years. I know. But he screwed over the government. So what I learned is don't come for the government because you're going to get more time. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that must be true. I don't know. But that judge seemed to have like some soft spot for Jen. I don't know why. Yeah. And you know what? Jen is charismatic and she's entertaining on the show. But what she did was terrible. I hope she never comes back. Um, Because even if, unhinged. I'm sorry. She, I can't deal with her. Even if she goes uh, to prison for three years because of alleged good behavior, which I don't expect. But even if she gets less time if the mm -hmm. show is still on when she's out i hope they just stay away from her she is not good for the network the image because those crimes were just terrible like it was terrible and terrible. i hope bravo says something about it like say something like she will never come back <laughs> like just tell us now like she is never right. like it's over like because that is just horrible and to bring her back and i know andy cohen has defended um bringing Teresa back but He's but clarified. like I said, Teresa's charge was different. It exactly. was different. It was so, on her and Joe, not on all of these innocent people. And that's why he's clarified, like, she's paid her debt to society. She's done her time. Exactly. Which she did. And so I can see that difference, too. But 
hopefully, you know, Salt Lake City now has a chance to reboot, revamp, and we'll see where that goes on. So we shall see. All right, let's get to Potomac from last week. Yes, let's do. I'll let you take that over. Let's do Potomac. We're gonna talk. Let's talk Potomac. The episode aired January first, twenty twenty-three. Thank God they aired it on a holiday. Mm -hmm. What else are we doing? Have Uh, you ever had this ginger ale? I have to interrupt. It's really no, good. Not sponsored. Fever Tree. This is not an ad. Not an ad. I was going to say, not sponsored. Not an ad. Fever Tree Ginger Ale. It's all natural ingredients. Okay. And it's only like 100 calories and it's delicious. I love it. Oh, you look good holding it. Okay. Come on, sponsorship. Sponsor us, Fever Tree. Uh, the episode titled was Mike Dropped, Season 7, Episode 12. Karen hosts her first ever live show as the ladies brace themselves for a grand dame experience mia and gordon discuss their relationship with jacqueline ashley's friend makes shocking revelations about what some of the husbands and attends karen shows to set the record straight when mia finds out that karen has been spreading gossip she takes the mic and puts the grand dame in the hot seat <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go a little out of order and just because i don't want to forget but candace calling um Ashley's friend Sesame Street just I have I have not heard or guffawed at something so much in so long like it is just I'm sorry I yeah I don't mean to make fun of people's looks but I put up a picture of Oscar the Grouch (laughs) gif of Oscar and the eyebrows are like exactly the same I'm sorry she really handled (laughs) this girl's name was Deborah Mm -hmm. and Candace really handled her like a champ and just didn't even give her the attention or the reaction that she wanted. But before we get there, let's start from the beginning. Karen is hosting her event at the improv. Um, She throws a little shade to the green eye bandit saying she's not going to be providing a jazzer size class and she's going to sell out her venue. And um, Karen brings up the grinder, which was a little Ashley Darby shade because of Michael allegedly being on the grinder. Mm -hmm. But you know, that was just a little throwback to season four, season three. Um, so, I mean, we saw the show. How did you think it, uh, Karen did at the end? Um, I, I felt that it was hilarious that production was saying how many minutes she was actually on stage. Like, yes. I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't understand the point of the show. And for her to be talking so much shit about Giselle and Robin's show and then put that show on. And, but what's, <laughs> I don't funny, know. what's funny is that Karen's show was not at a venue. It was at like a restaurant, like the, it looked like. Is it like the it looked like an improv, but I don't so, know. So that's the difference. I would be curious to see how Karen would do at an actual venue like Giselle and Karen did. But... Right, with a larger audience. Yeah. So uh, then I mean, she did I mean, I thought it was cute. It was know. fine. I mean, I just didn't understand like the point of it, but it was fine. I kept I kept laughing every time that Jasmine Masters, she was the drag queen that hosted there. Yes. Uh, I'm a huge Jasmine Masters fan. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race. And okay. so Jasmine Masters, every time the producers would flash $0 budget for song, I think that was Karen Shade because Karen probably didn't want to pay for any like rights to the music that Jasmine was probably lip syncing to. So Definitely not. Which is fine. Karen is probably like, I am paying for that. Bravo, I am paying for that. So let's just right. throw a little no. Karen um, back to the beginning, Mia invited Jacqueline over to discuss these rumors. This Mia-Jacqueline relationship is... It's so weird to me. It is so creepy. They bring up the fact that Jacqueline, like, 
explain how she got her Porsche and that she was in qualified. And then, but that Mia and Gordon helped Jacqueline with her down payment. Like they are just throwing words out, talking to each other. And it's very strange that whole relationship and how Giselle saw them showering together on in Miami when she was sitting in the hot tub and looked up in the window and saw them showering together. That just seems strange to me. To me, I don't really care if Mia helped her friend out with financing, but when they double talk like this, that's when make that's when everybody's questions like, okay, well, that's creepy and it's awkward. But Jacqueline tells Gordon that the word on the street is that they are a throuple. Um, Mia explained that her <laughs> I like I'm reading out my own notes because I always write them down like I'm taking meeting minutes right but me Mia explains that their desire to shower together is contributed to loving the view of each other's bodies which is not the type of friendships I've ever had so I mean neither to me me it's like I don't you know my friends are attractive and they have nice bodies but have I ever mine too have I ever thought I want to shower with you because I need to appreciate your body? You know, that, that might be a good pickup line. Let me steal that for me and be like, hey, let's go shower together because I need to. Yeah, be- I can't say I've ever had that thought. <laughs> Just, I, no, no, I think uh-uh. quote unquote normal because what is normal? But normal friendships are not going to be like, hey, let's go take a shower. I want to view your body. But especially as an adult married, married with children, it just seems strange to me. And they're conserving water. That was one of their things. Well, look, we're being eco-friendly. We're conserving okay. water. Yes, on vacation at a rented house. You're conserving yeah. water. All right. <laughs> Good for well, you. That, I caught that shade at the rented house. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, Giselle, and the pretty young things meet up for a girl's dinner. Uh, that's generous because Deborah's there and she's parched and she starts <laughs> telling a story of how she was innocently hanging out at the bar waiting for a man. Chris comes over and starts staring into her eyes, which production is kind enough to remind us that did not happen. Um, <laughs> he probably glanced over to make sure that was indeed not a Sesame Street character, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, and then Deborah. How funny re- I chose this cup today. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> My Oscar De- the Crouch mug. <laughs> what, you know, we are, you know, Sesame Street characters are cute, but. Deborah deserves to be, she's probably a rejected character because she is just doing the most. And then she even says that Eddie was flirtatious with her because Eddie walks around smiling at her. Because he smiled. This girl is delusional. Thank God for production having those, you know, that footage. Yeah, because everything she said was the opposite. Exactly. And Ashley's also doing the most. She said that her other girlfriends witness would happen and that her friends oh, are not liars. And this makes her think that Chris may have a wandering eye because they are stressed out trying to have a baby. Okay. <sighs> to me, that sounds like projection because Ashley went through that shit with messy Michael. And so yeah. the only one with a fucking wandering eye. Oh, this pissed me off. Is her ex Michael and her, and her BFF uh-huh. Deborah? Like this yeah. is disgusting like this is just clearly a contrived mode yep. like and this is what's frustrating because Potomac never felt this contrived in the past like obviously no it's more they're, organic exactly like obviously the girls we know how they work like they're gonna get together they're gonna talk about their storylines for the season mm-hmm. but this feels incredibly like contrived and phony yeah and- it does especially Ashley I feel like she's working for it now and it doesn't 
it's not landing. Yeah, it's not landing. It's not landing. So I did like Wendy's reaction to hearing that Eddie has been um, allegedly flirtatious because he's smiling. (laughs) And so Wendy now knows that Deborah's claiming that Eddie was flirting. And Wendy does not think that he needs to flirt with anyone because he has her, which is the kind of confidence I aspire to be. So good job, Dr. Wendy, for not even reacting. Agreed. Did not react at all. And you know what? Eddie is like a very smiley guy. Exactly. Like he just seems very nice and smiley. And just because um, somebody is nice doesn't mean they want to fuck you. Sorry. Exactly. I've tried. No, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's why I'm not nice to anybody. I mean, maybe it does, but not if I'm nice to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It might mean that. It might mean that. Depends on the night and depends on my uh, how many libations I've consumed that night. <laughs> um, we go over to a scene of Mia, Giselle, and Robin. Mia, again, you know, I love Mia sometimes and I hate her sometimes, but oversharing that her son has fluid around his scrotum just reminded me that she literally has no boundaries. And I feel, I feel bad for her son that this was shared on camera, but- I know. Do you think he wants everybody to know that? No. Oh, God. I mean, that's My kid would kill me. Exactly. Uh, Giselle, messy Giselle, has tells Mia that she heard that uh, Mia explored Jacqueline's vagina. Um, Mia gives us more disgusting news and that she had a threesome with Gordon's bachelor party and that Gordon just had some foreplay with her friend while she watched. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do you. I just, I, I'm not sure I want to know about it. Like, I, I don't think I need to know about it. This is when you talk too much to these girls that do not care about you because Giselle and Robin are going to just spread it more than Mia has been spreading it apparently because now it's like what are you doing the grand dame too she's the one who told them the mirror story Mm. and like they're not what does she think she's on tv telling these stories does she think they're not gonna go and talk about it immediately after yeah and Giselle lets Mia know that Karen's talking and so now Karen Mm -hmm. wants to tell everybody why Karen really does not like Sharice so I'm like okay well something good will come out of this because now we're gonna get some more gossip (laughs) Yeah, I want to know that story. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, that's coming up on the coming attractions as we saw it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Giselle goes to the venue. It's hilarious because she asked if she's Karen. And Giselle's like, I am not Karen. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> uh, but Giselle's there, Mia, Jacqueline. Everybody's there except Cherise, rightfully so, because Cherise has done nothing this season. So maybe she'll contribute. But I don't understand why these girls are pretending to be shocked that Karen did not invite Charisse. I know they know she doesn't care for her. Like exactly, what? Like, like, like what is the problem? Like, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a little gross because when they're at the venue, Mia gets questioned about playing gynecologist with Jacqueline, and she <laughs> <laughs> she just grossly admits that she shined a light at Jacqueline's vagina to make sure to check her out for a yeast infection. Ew. I mean, either they're lying for reaction or these girls just want to gross people out with their crap because it is just like, I start to wonder, am I a prude for reacting grossly to this? Do no. Female, do female friends check each other's yeast? I have never <laughs> taken a flashlight to any of my female friends uh, the only, ever. The only time I was supportive of this, and it was in the scripted world, was when Samantha Jones helped Carrie Bradshaw's take out her diaphragm like that yes, was yes. like but that was also fake so that was fake and samantha was the only person that could have helped her do that can you imagine if she asked charlotte 
No, oh, come exactly. On now. Like, come on, no Charlotte would have barfed. And so I'm just laughing away like Miranda because I'm like, okay, now you're just doing the most. And this is when mm -hmm. Candace finds out that the Sesame Street character is there. Um, she also kind of reminds me of David Allen Greer, who's an actor. I don't know if you know who Oh, is. yes, you're she, right. They kind of look the alike. Eyes, I'm like, their eyes are really similar. I'm like, okay, David Allen Greer, this is where you've been. But Candace was ready for Sesame Street. She just put her back in the trash can that she climbed out of, has no reaction. Karen's show is starts. It goes up and down. Um, she invites Jasmine Masters. Karen does more outfit changes than she does anything else. Um, yeah. She's Wendy barely arrives. on stage, like 23 minutes or something. <laughs> Wendy arrives and she handled Deborah like a champ and she just dismisses her and mm -hmm. so did Candace. Ashley then acts um wait before that Giselle thinks that Karen is now too big for her britches because she her show seems to be more successful. Which I agree. Like the show overall, I think Karen's show did look more fun because they did like that 30 second montage of the show. Everybody right. was dancing, everybody That's was laughing. True. So I think that the difference was that Karen, or I'm sorry, that Giselle and Robin did a podcast recording. So that's a different structure completely than what Karen did. Um, mm -hmm. I still don't really know what Karen did, but ultimately it's, it wasn't a podcast recording. So there was no pressure to <laughs> no. like, keep the continual chatter going. But right. um, Mia then checks out Deborah, and Mia threw a little shade at Deborah's looks in her confessional and said, she's a four <laughs> <laughs> she was being generous she said she's a four and four and a half she's like compared to candace and mia and candace have not always gotten along so the fact that mia was even able to look at deborah and be like yeah yep. you're not you're not even cute um but then ashley has the audacity to go up to candace and be like can you not dismiss my friend deborah like she just mm -hmm. wants to and i'm like girl Candace rightfully so calls her a messy hoe and she blows off Oscar the Grouch. And I am glad there was no reaction from Wendy or Candace to this girl, Deborah, because. No, she does not deserve the time. Exactly. It's a like, waste of time. I mean, Jacqueline's been more, feels less thirsty and more like she's just actually Mia's friend. This Deborah girl is clearly there for with an agenda. Like she's clearly there to get camera well, time like yeah i don't know so i think she it, became ashley's only been friends with her for like a year or something she said exactly. she yeah. probably became <clears throat> friends with her so that she could get on the show i mean come on that's just it was very clear and it was very again this is another contrived it felt very contrived and so hopefully they don't I don't know, like this season has, it's been fun. Like the girls are always funny and they're fun to watch and it's always funny. Like I always laugh every episode, but it right. has, it, it feels a little off to me this season because yeah. it, fe it feels contrived and it feels more um, obviously plotted. And so, I, you know, maybe they felt What season are we in? This is season seven. And so it's like, yeah, maybe they- That kind of makes sense. I feel like partway in between- they think they have to work too hard. And so they're overworking and everything is contrived. Like if you think back to other seasons of other housewives, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the next episode we get the preview of Giselle and Karen, or I'm sorry, of uh, Charisse and Karen yelling at each other. So we'll see what really is going down between them because something's going down. So something I got to know what it is. I'm so curious. Exactly. <laughs>
looking for an alternative to low-quality store-bought dog treats? I know I was because traditional dog treats are packed with fillers and preservatives, both of which are unhealthy for your dog. I started feeding my dogs fresh human-grade food and they could no longer tolerate any grocery store treats. So I decided to make my own and that's when Three Sisters Bakery was born. Our treats are all natural, organic, and filled with healthy, fresh ingredients for your best friend. Your bestie deserves so much better, so visit us on Instagram at Three Sisters Bakery One. We ship anywhere in the U.S. and deliver locally in Miami. It's easy to order; just send us a DM at Three Sisters Bakery One. back and it is now time to discuss Salt Lake City. Uh, so this was season three, episode 13, titled Unfashionable Behavior. The mystery of Heather's black eye still has everyone uneasy. Whitney presses for more answers, but this pushes bad weather into an even worse spot. Meredith hosts a mental awareness fundraiser in honor of her nephew. Okay, so let's discuss this episode. Um, I am so sick of the black eye, I just want to say, and I am sick of her one saying, like one second saying she doesn't know how it happened, the next second saying she knows how it happened, but she doesn't want to throw anybody under the bus. So, of course, this makes everybody think that it was Jen who did it to her if somebody actually did it to her because who else is that unstable in the cast that they would punch somebody in the eye? It's the black guy that never was. I mean, I texted my friend, Ely, and and she's like, I want to give her one that she's going to remember because at this point, it's frustrating as a viewer and it's frustrating as a... Oh, my God. I don't... You know, I used to really enjoy Heather and I don't anymore. This season, she has gone... She has clicked down. I think her, her loyalty to Jen before Jen even pled guilty was already leaving a bad taste in my mouth. But oh, me too. Yeah, I, me too. I think, uh, aside, uh, you know, not counting, not taking that into consideration, like I don't know how Heather's going to be at the reunion because by the reunion, we're going to know that Jen pled guilty. And and was, Jen won't be there either. Yeah, Jen's so not she there. Can say what she actually needs to say. And I did, did you see yesterday, Whitney um, tweeted that all of a sudden Jen was sentenced and Heather started following her again on Instagram. Oh, that was that was cringy for me because Heather is so probably going to be on an apology tour next season and try to of claw course. her way back. And- of course. I think she's afraid of Jen, and that's probably why, you know. All right, so let's start with this episode. Um, yeah, so Jen continues to defend her criminal behavior when Dana says she knows someone who warned her about Jen. And it's like almost amazing to me that she just does this so easily. She has no remorse for any of her victims. And Mm -hmm. then Jen storms off. And of course, who runs after her? Heather. 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 And then they they show us some flashbacks of Jen acting crazy after Whitney tells us of the confessional that Jen is unhinged um, and that you never know how she'll react. And that's why I think if anybody gave Heather a black eye, it, the only person it could have been was Jen. Nobody else is that crazy. Like the Jen throwing the shoes off the boat that day, Jen freaking out at Sharif's birthday party. I mean, how many times has she acted like a lunatic? What's hilarious to me is how involved everybody was. I mean, I'm sorry, referring to viewers, because I saw yeah. a I saw a theory. 
from a medical provider that I agree with. And he said that he thinks it's more of a reaction to a procedure she may have had because. Oh, at an uh, unnamed beauty spa. Yeah. And so you don't want to get like, sued here. Exactly. All alleged. But I think that because he was right in saying that, well, if you get punched in the face overnight, it's not going to be that black overnight. And true. Takes a couple days. So this person, I think I forget his name. I'm sorry. But he posted like, um, you know, this is how she, it could have happened. Oh, I saw like, that. Yeah. And so I was like, OK, it might be a reaction. But the fact that she probably didn't want to say that because she didn't want to make, uh, you know, her income, her other income source. She wanted to throw herself under the bus. Exactly. And that's why when the producer asked her, like, who are you protecting? And she goes, myself. But I mean, you know. Yeah. That but I'm so over the black possibility. Eye. I'm over it too. I just didn't, you know, I, she just kept alluding to the fact that it was somebody. And so my thing was like, if it was anybody, it couldn't have been anybody other than Jen. Yeah. If it um, was anybody, it was, I mean, we all think it was Jennifer, but ultimately, right. yeah. And then we move on and Whitney, they're all talking after Jen storms off and Whitney says that she would be happy to go visit her for conjugal visits. (laughs) And they were like, what? (laughs) I mean, leave it to Whitney. So yeah, obviously she had the wrong word there. I mean, that we know of (laughs) that we know of. Yeah. Unless there's something that we don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then, like I like I had said, Heather keeps alluding to the fact that somebody hit her, or you know, somebody did that that to her. And then even goes as far to say that snitches get stitches. That scene in the bathroom was so confusing. I don't know what she was doing. I think that she's using this black eye, and you know, Heather is doing her best to distract from Jennifer's legal issues because. At the time, and this is what I'm trying to be objective towards Heather, because at the time of filming, Jen had not pled guilty yet. Right. We see Um, that next week. Yeah. The finale is next week or the finale is on the next episode. And so, you know, when Jen pled guilty, Meredith and Heather were shocked, uh, you know, because they thought that she was going to fight it or whatever. But so that's why I'm trying to be like as objective as possible and be like, okay, your friend, your really good friend is telling you, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. So yeah, you're going to try to help your friend out. But Heather just looks, maybe, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to balance. She's like a kiss ass. And exactly. the thing is, they know Jen well enough, in my opinion, to know that she's guilty of all, of everything, whether she's saying she is or not. I mean, everybody else under her pled guilty. Yeah, because Heather has said in the past that she felt that Jen's business was weird and unsavory, but she didn't really say anything. And so I don't know. I mean, that's the ride or die, as she says, but that's doing too much. Like, I don't, I I hope I'm never in a position to where I have to defend my friends from stealing from old people. (laughs) No. Well, (laughs) if I'm ever in that position, I'm not doing it. So if any of my friends are listening to this, I'm sorry. You steal from old people. You're on your own. You're on your own, kid. Yeah. Well, luckily they, they go back to Salt Lake City and we're done with San Diego. Finally, because it's finally, like, you know, 17 years in San Diego, uh, we see Whitney meditating. We see Lisa and John going fly fishing. Lisa catches a fish. Uh, and then at Meredith's house, we, we go over there and her and her kids are planning a fundraiser fashion show for Meredith's sister's charity, which I believe uh, helps people with mental health struggles after Meredith's nephew, I think, tried to commit suicide like last year. Um 
So Whitney can't make it to the the fundraiser. She lets Meredith know. Um, Lisa can make it, and Meredith is just thrilled. She's thrilled <gasps> that Lisa can come. But Meredith, I mean, I think Meredith's um, assessment of Lisa attending was accurate because she says Lisa just doesn't want to look bad if because it's a mental health fundraiser. So right. But I also think that in this case, Lisa was not going to win because if she didn't go, she's a bitch. Right, and exactly. If she She'd does have something go, to say about her, right. If she does she's, go, now she's being phony. So Right, she's not doing it for the right reasons. Like, so like come Mary, on. It's like, Meredith, why did you invite her then? Like, if you didn't want her to go, then, I mean, we know right. she invited her for the show. For the but, show, but, but yeah. If you are going to complain either way, then just don't bother. Like, just keep it to yourself and just say, okay, she came, whatever. Right. Um, but... It was interesting that the night the episode aired, um, Lisa Barlow retweeted that she already condemned Balenciaga because she was wearing Balenciaga to the show. And right. the Twitter police came for her because Balenciaga was canceled. And so right, right. I it know. was like, I'm like, I mean, just- these people are so stupid. Like this is filmed <laughs> months ago, months ago. <laughs> Like, come on. Like, let these people live. Goddamn. But I mean, no, it's you know, like they have to tweet just to tweet, just to be. Everybody gets on their moral Crazies. majority. So. I know. I know. I love um, it. There's more black eye discussion, which honestly, I can't even like the black eye is taking over the show. I, I like. Exactly. I and then I we have Aunt- Jen. Well, we see Jen speaking to the shrink about whether or not. And I'm sorry to use the word shrink. Psychiatrist. psychiatrist. No, it's fine. I mean, uh, whether or not about- she's messed up her kids. Well, what do you think? I mean, a little bit, even, uh, you know, legal crime aside, those kids probably had some trauma that they were going to deal with anyway, because seeing their mother act the way she's been acting the past three years, it's a little, I know, like that's already enough. So if she's doing that on camera and behaving that way towards her friends, which usually I feel like you save all your bad behavior for the people that live in the house with you. I know that's how it is here with everybody that lives here. And you know, we live together, so we're used to it, and it's fine. But, like, I never scream at my friends that way. Like, I can't recall one situation where I've done that. So imagine at home how the Ugh. behavior actually is. Yeah, it's got to be bad. It's, it's got to be bad. It's who she is, and we've seen off-camera moments that were recorded. And so Duchess. I am with you, Duchess. I am so over <laughs> Jen and the black eye. But, I mean, at the – at the fundraiser at the fashion show, mm. I love that production added um, Meredith. I'm not mad counting. Oh my they, god, I was just about to say that. Oh, okay, hilarious. I, I was like, she's like, I'm not hilarious. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> but I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm really not mad. I'm really not mad. I'm oh not my god, mad. Meredith and her kids. I mean, when they say I'm so excited. Like, okay, they it are- takes them 20 minutes to get a sentence out. I'm so excited. And, and you can really feel the excitement when they I'm talk just, like that. Uh, and to me, I think that's why Meredith was a good balance for Lisa Barlow when they were besties because Lisa Barlow, on the other hand, is an energizer bunny with, I love that. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> right. 20 miles a minute. So, oh my God, because Meredith is on slow mo. I don't know who. We need to recharge her batteries. There's something going on back there. I know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely something, but, something there. And then when Meredith freaking cackles though that always cracks me up because you don't expect her to cackle so loud whenever she does laugh i know and it's so deep too she's always like (laughs) 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 
crack ourselves up, don't we? I fucking love it. But oh my God. But Meredith is just like a, I don't know, maybe Meredith's a freaking doll and we don't even know about that. We need to recalibrate Who that. Who knows? We need well, to get okay. Into- so we have Angie. Um, Angie, who was on the vacation. An- no, Angie, mm-hmm. Angie H. The other saying one. that Jen wants to make peace with her, apparently. And Which then the other Angie shocking. and Lisa Barlow are not buying that. I agree all. with I agree with Angie K and Barlow. Jen Me is too. Jen is trying to keep her tracks clean and a hundred percent. And then Dana says that she doesn't think that Jen is a good person or a good friend. Which, which you know, obviously, I obviously. mean, they're saying she's not consistent, and that makes her dangerous. And it does, and it makes her dangerous because she's so volatile. Like if she was just inconsistent in other ways that's a different story but you just never know what she's gonna do i did laugh at the flashback they showed or the extra scene they showed of jen giving dana hair dye <laughs> i know oh my god i know that was oh, look, so rude it's gonna be a bonding experience that is so rude and it was just but i laughed and so i was just like fuck like this bitch is funny but that's rude but you know dana didn't react and so but I don't blame these girls for being over Jen. And so, um, yeah, it was just, but that flashback. Right. But I do agree with Dana. Like, Jen's too unpredictable. Jen is crazy. And um, I'm curious to see how the show will be without her next season without or how, her, they're, how yeah. they're going to reference her. Because they never acknowledged Jenny from season two. So it's like, oh, yeah. So it's like, That's are they going to acknowledge Jennifer Shaw? I mean, they have to. I think they They should. have to because she's been there since day one and she went to jail. They're going to have to. It's going to be like Teresa, although I don't think that um, Jen will be back. No, I, I think don't. her relationship with Bravo and NBC is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I think I think there was a thing where like. I think Teresa's just was handled differently because hers, like I said, was not situation where she was defrauding people it was just herself and i don't know if this is controversial to admit but i genuinely don't think Teresa knew what the fuck happened like to this day of course she didn't you know how and listen uh, i like now i read things that darren puts in front of me to sign but you know how many times like i haven't he's a lawyer so i'm like okay he wants me to sign it i'll sign it i think to this day if you ask Teresa what she went to prison for, she'll be like, I don't know. Like, they just told me, and I was like, yeah, doing I don't think I don't, she knows. I, I really don't think she knows. To this day, uh, but. No. All right, meanwhile, so they have this fashion show, and of course, it's like more Brooks Marks clothing. Brooks, okay. thank God there's something besides tracksuits, but, <laughs> I mean, I didn't find any of it that appealing. Uh, we see Coach Shaw paying Angie Kay for the party. Um, and said that she is going to the bank immediately with that check to cash it before the government takes it away, which um, I think that that's probably a pretty good idea. Um, good idea. So that, you know, that fashion show's over, that ends. And then the next scene we see Heather arriving at Whitney's house. And I don't know what, who is dressing Heather this year, but it is the most hideous outfit. It looks just like a blazer with nothing underneath it. And thigh high boots to go sit at somebody's house. You know, I know they're filming, but come on. I mean, it, it was a little much. Um, it was, yeah. Meanwhile, it was super tense between the two of them. And they they sit talking at the fire pit about their friendship break. Um, Whitney asks about the eye. Um, and, you know, she asks 
Heather all these other questions. Heather laughs like a psycho and then, of course, talks around it again, tells Whitney she wouldn't tell her anyway because they're on a friendship break. Like, okay. And tells her the trust is broken between them and it will never be as strong as it was. Which, I mean, that's such a breakup line, but it's true. And I think that, you know, in that scene, it was up to the fans and the viewers to read between the lines because Mm -hmm. Heather was telling her, like, you sort of came for me and you were doing it for the show. Like, you were... Exactly. You were putting the show over us. Their friendship, right. Exactly. And so Heather... I think Heather was thrown off by Whitney because, you know, we are next or this next episode of season or episode 14. So this was three months ago when the first season season first started. So right. if you recall, Whitney was the one that was coming for Lisa Barlow, spreading the rumors. Yes. Some, somehow Whitney got mad at Heather for Heather not going along with it. But now I still don't understand Whitney and Lisa Barlow's relationship because I'm curious how that's going to be addressed at the reunion. Because- I know, me too, because they got so close, but you didn't really see them getting that close this season. Like, I mean, I don't, I never fully understood why Whitney was so mad at Heather. And I did seem like Whitney was trying mm-hmm. to cause some sort of right. friction for the sake of the show. But Heather still loses me for aligning herself so much to Jennifer Shaw. To Jen so, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I Agreed. mean, at the end of the day, I think Whitney is still presently more upset about not finding out who gave Heather the black eye than their friendship ending. Right. And well, uh, I don't know. Next season, next week is the season finale already. I can't believe it. It seems like the season just started, even though we were in San Diego for, you know, 17 episodes. But <laughs> Heather has her book party for Bad Mormon next week. And then you see Angie Kay saying that everyone is saying that maybe. Heather and Jen were fooling around, and that's how she got the black eye. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm curious to see if we're going to see that wasn't Mm -hmm. shown on the preview was when Dana is going off on Jen saying, You better be nice to me, or or else who's going to put money in your books? (laughs) Oh my God. That was shown on the trailer, and I'm like, Okay, is this going to be shown or not? Because I know. That was funny. I think we see Jen plead guilty next week as well. I, I mean that's Shaw amazing, so good for her. And I think that it, it'll be interesting. I mean, listen, it's been such a the season has felt uh, chaotic and it's felt shorter than before. I think they. Yes. My theory is that they condensed the season because they rushed into filming, thinking that her trial was going to be sooner than it was, and right. then, it got, then it got postponed, and then the casting changes, and so the season was probably just a little more rushed and chaotic, and so they shortened it, and so um, I'm glad they did. It's been exhausting, and I think they just need to wrap up this Jen Shaw story for the show, and we can move on with our lives. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what are your what are your predictions for for next season? You think they're gonna fully recast? I think they're gonna bring people back that aren't on the show. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I think that they're going to try to bring in either Angie K will be full time um, with a snowflake and she'll hopefully be the mediator between Meredith and Heather and Lisa and Whitney, mm-hmm. because those two are divided. Like that was how they were divided at BravoCon and they were yelling at each other at BravoCon. And yeah, they weren't so, speaking to each other. Yeah. And so we after Salt Lake City concludes and after Potomac concludes, we are going to get Ultimate Girls Trip 3 and 
Whitney and Heather go to that together. And so that's going to be good. Did you watch the previews? I did. It, yeah. It's going to be good. And they're clearly not in a good place because Whitney was still tweeting last night, like, oh, let's move back. So, right. I, I like that they're fighting during that. I like that. I think that's yeah. going to be good. Yes. What I don't like is when the cast live tweets real time moments, like keep it for the show. Like I know it's hard right, and you want right. and you want to react, but just stay off social media. I hope Bravo tells these people like stay off social media. Don't spoil it. Like I miss the old days and now I sound like an old person. But back in the day when we didn't have such a prominent social media presence, we were able to watch the trailer and like. I know. And Bravo, like, I think, used to be more strict about them keeping their mouths shut. Yeah. Now they and, like let them do whatever. And it's also to me, it shows the generational difference of these women because Whitney is young. She's in her 30s. And so obviously right. she's more inclined to be so social media heavy. But when you have older women like Ramona, like Ramona's not out there live tweeting and live reacting to stuff because she don't <laughs> care. Like she's living her no. life and she's right. 60 something. So it's that weird dichotomy of like how they react on social media. It's like Whitney Ramona is so awkward though exactly social like, media yeah so, so awkward it's hilarious like I've never seen Sonia Morgan live tweet to some comment like as it's happening like that's yeah why, that's why they're different in terms of their age like the generational difference has been definitely well you can always tell when the intern is tweeting for them exactly yeah Sonia there's, there's no typos I'm just kidding <laughs> oh my god all right let's move on to Miami yeah. And land this plane. Um, okay, so we are now on season five, episode eight, and this episode was called Sing and Shout. Adriana films a music video. Alarsa rocks the boat when she confronts Julia about kissing a man. Mm. The summaries on Peacock are a little shorter. Than yeah, our, that's than well, our that's Bravo not summaries. I don't think much else happened other than that because it's still the Lenny and true. the saga and right. And we didn't see much of that this week. Lisa popped in and out of every event, but I think she was having obviously some huge problems at home. Um, so the show starts off on a yacht and the girls are arriving to film Adriana's video. And I was laughing because the director looks horrified as they only have one day to pull this off and nobody has any idea what they're doing because the only one that came to the, choreography practice the day before was Kiki. Nobody else knows. Uh, Marisol arrives, of course, bringing a bag full of vodka. Um, I mean, we expect nothing less. Right. Lisa gets there, but then she has to leave to take her son to a concert. Um, and the director really tries his best to wrangle everybody in, but they're losing the light and all the girls are doing is drinking and taking selfies. He was stressed. That poor director was he stressed. He was like, so stressed. Yeah. Um, you know, then we have Larsa uh, telling Julia about the rumor that she heard that she was making out with a man at the surf club. Mm -hmm. First, she denies it. And then she says that that's her best friend who is a designer. She said that they only make out. And, and, and it wasn't, if they, if they were doing something else, it would be somewhere behind closed doors. So making out is no big deal. Now, I'm not sure how my husband would feel about me making out with anybody, whether it was behind closed doors or open doors. I mean, it's like you would make out with a woman. How would your husband react to that? Oh, I'm sure he would fully enjoy that. It would have to be right uh, in front of him. <laughs> He's like, how dare you not invite me to the party? Right. I but mean, if I was at the surf club making out with a woman and he wasn't there, then I would probably be in trouble. But if I was doing it, 
right in front of him, I'm sure he would fully enjoy that and probably take me to Chanel shortly <laughs> after. I do want to say and acknowledge that Larsa has clocked in this season. She has completely oh, yeah. been carrying the show like as far as the messy petty side of it because first she came for or she reacted to Lisa Hoxstein as far as right. um the, the rumors mortgage and the mortgage drama and then but I also think that she's not coming from a completely horrible place because once Lisa got divorced or went through her drama Larsa was completely compassionate and empathetic so it's she didn't like shade her she didn't she no. wasn't mean to her no so I think that Larsa whoever talked to Larsa about stepping it up for the show good job to them because Larsa has really won me over with her pettiness and me too because I wasn't a huge fan of her no season like, one or even last season even I, last I think, season yeah yeah, like, yeah. I think no, and I think she's probably the one that speaks to Lisa the most about what's going on. Yeah, like, did you see? Oh, last night there was gossip. Uh, some gossip blogger posted that Larsa showed up to dinner, and then like a couple minutes later, the woman that Lenny is with showed up to the same restaurant. Oh so boy! Either that was a coincidence, or Larsa is hanging out with this woman. I don't think oh, Larsa have to would look and see where that was. Yeah, I don't think Larsa would do that, and maybe it's a coincidence. But I was like, oh my god. Is Larsa hanging out with the other no, woman? Oh, I right? hope not. I oh, mean, yeah. like, be... I'll have to look and see what the restaurant was because it was probably oh. just some trendy restaurant that where all the celebrities they go all to. go to. Exactly. So the girls finally assemble to shoot this ridiculous video, and yet again, they don't listen to the director. This guy is just—he needs the vodka that is in Marisol's bag at this point because he's just. He cannot deal. And then the funniest part was when Gertie decides to drop out after seeing them rehearse. She's like, I'm not putting myself in this. <laughs> no, she has too much of a reputation. And um, I don't blame them. I mean, I think that Adriana is not really doing this because she likes the women. She just wants to capitalize on the popularity of the show. And, of you know, course. so of course. that's why Larsa's like, I'm not doing this. And Gertie right. was like, I'm not doing this. And so Kiki does lose her shit later, though, and she pulls out the Burger King bag, and so I was like, okay, I love Burger King, so, but that was just... <laughs> that, that was funny. That she, was like, funny. whips out a chicken sandwich. Um, so they all take this much-needed break, because clearly rehearsing for five minutes is not, you know, in their, in their wheelhouse. Uh, they take a break, and they discuss the page six story, which, where Lenny is denying that he and Lisa are breaking up which I don't understand why he denied that. I remember when that story came out and everybody had seen the Instagram of him with this the girl. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why he would deny that. I think he just, I mean, he's not stupid. He's a doctor. He's just an idiot, but he's not stupid. So I think that he was trying to just reframe the narrative and make it seem like it's all rumors and gossip and, um, and at the time, I honestly remember not really being sure if it was true or not, because I'm yeah. like, okay, well, maybe it's a storyline. Maybe the girls are coming for Lisa's marriage, because they were questioning her marriage a lot last season. That is and true. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know. But then watching it play out now on the show and how it was already done by then, like, it just right. reiterates that this man is not really cerebral when it comes to handling his divorce <laughs> with Lisa, because it's like, listen, you maybe he snapped and I don't know, there's probably reasons he can justify it. But at the end of the day, you're on a public forum, embarrassing the mother of your children. They're going to watch this back in a few years. 
Of course they are. And see, and maybe they won't care because they're rich, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> know care. how exactly <laughs> to me. It's like, wow. Like you are really embarrassing yourself, your woman, like, ugh. Yep. It's no, it's a terrible thing to do. And, you know, no matter what the problems were in their marriage, this was not the way to end it. It was, yeah, we... Nobody it, deserves that. No, and it's terrible that he just seems so callous and so dismissive towards her feelings. Cold, I know. It just seems so gross. And that's, the, to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm sure it was hard for Lisa to film this season, going through everything that she's gone through, but... I think she's getting the Camille Grammer effect on me because now she seems more, I'm more, uh, I know, uh, me too. I'm more empathetic towards her. Like me I'm more too. compassionate towards her because Camille Grammer season one, complete she devil. I loved it. I loved watching uh -huh. it. I, I loved hating her. Right. But then after Kelsey Grammer left her and I remember Andy Cohen told her like, listen, this is going to make you look like the victim it's gonna make you look good mm -hmm, it's gonna make mm -hmm. you like the fans will support you because this yep. man has left you for and it's sure enough season two camille was a complete angel and so i think that lisa hawking is getting some sort of um revenge in that regard like yeah it's making her seem more of a person because she just seemed like a wax figure to me before yeah, exactly. I mean, that's and true. i've seen her in person and yeah yeah i'm glad I she's mean, laying off the filler so yeah when say. i saw when I saw her at BravoCon at the panel and they played the trailer um, for Miami mm -hmm. and she, when they, the trailer stopped, she was wiping tears away. And to me, that really humanized her in that moment. I was just like, oh shit, like this is somebody's real life. Like this of is. Of course. She and has little I, kids too. And that's hard with yeah, little kids. Crying. And I think this really just gave her the human angle, like you said, like, cause before she was very wax figure, very, mm -hmm. very, look at us. Face. Here we are on our jet. Look at us. Here we are in our mansion. You know, exactly. like nobody like, cared before. This is, this is, well, even though it's a terrible thing that's happened to her, it will do well for her public persona. And I do, sure. I do love that the women are all really rallying behind her. Like nobody yes. is coming for her in a negative, nasty way telling her she deserved it or some other no. mean, mean shady stuff like they're really being supportive and I did like Dr. Nicole telling her like you're gonna look back and think wow like this was the greatest thing that could have happened that ever happened right yeah so I mean that's been a nice way to see the women support her so um right. you know it and that, I think that's why the show is good and successful because these women seem to be like real good friends and they seem like they all love to hate each other and so but showing right, but they support each other, you know, that yeah, the end, like, I feel like when shit gets really real, this is like it really shows you who's there for you and who doesn't care for you. Right. And so I think that it's been nice to see them really support her. So. Agreed. Agreed. So we have a scene where Alexia and Gertie go at it again. I had no idea what the hell they were going back and forth about. Like I Well, Gertie is still upset that Alexia said that, you know, Marisol's party was so amazing and that Gertie's was just okay. And then Alexia's still upset that Gertie couldn't do her wedding that day. But I mean, she gave her no notice that they were redoing the wedding. She already had something else planned. She has a business. She can't just drop somebody else's party or a wedding because Alexia wants her to. Yeah. To do hers. I mean, the whole thing was ridiculous. And I feel like Alexia, like, 
deflected the entire time. Like anytime Gertie would say something that made sense, Alexia would just like yell louder and be like, but what about me? What about me? What about this problem that I had? And like enough, just own your shit for a second and have it be done. But I do believe Alexia when she says that she actually likes Gertie because Oh, me too. You can tell when Alexia don't want to fuck with you because she walked away from Julia and she will put you in your place oh, right yeah. away. And so I'm glad they hugged it out and I hope we don't have to hear about this anymore. Because it's me so too. The best was uh, Nicole and Larsa in the background and the faces that they were Just making giving at each, each other, other during eye, this like, fight oh. when somebody called somebody the exorcist. I think it was Alexia. <laughs> like, I can't. So ridiculous. Oh, God. And it, like at this point, Gertie just needs to let it go because there's when you're trying to get through to somebody like that who is going to deflect, there's no getting through to them. It doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. They're on, uh, you know, their own page there. Um, Let's see. What else? So they shoot the video. I really can't wait to see the final product of this video. I know. Like, I really can't. Um, and then Julia then explains, again, the making out with a guy at the bar um, was giving the paparazzi a shout out. Like, what does that even mean, first of all? There's no paparazzi at that bar. Somebody saw them there making I know, out. Like, I'm like, the okay. paparazzi is following Julia around now? Come on. I mean. No, that was so that was a reach. Ridiculous. That was Somebody told her to say that. I do want to acknowledge Martina, Julia's wife. I know that oh, she just yeah. announced that she has cancer. So we send our love to Miss Martina. We hope she recovers from cancer, fuck cancer. So, yes, um, we do. But, Mar- yes, but Martina we do. was a great sport, I think. Uh, in no, that she scene. was fine with it. Yeah, she was fine with the, the making it. Yeah, she said, I would prefer for Julia to make out with a man than a woman. Than when a I woman, kissed, right. When I kissed Gwyneth Paltrow on TV, this one did not like it that much. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't remember that. I don't nice little kissing on TV, but. Nice little name drop. Hell, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Well, then we have Adriana going off on everybody for accusing Julia, and then her and Kiki have a huge fight, and that's when mm. Kiki pulls out the Burger King, yes. which was hilarious to hilarious. me. I do love myself a Whopper Junior, so exactly. I no pickles. get that. Yeah, no tomato <laughs> for me. Um, then she leaves. She storms off because she's just like so annoyed at the whole situation and for me what I love best about Miami is that everybody has a strong personality nobody is backing down if they're unhappy they leave and that just living here my whole life and knowing Miami and people like I do that is like so Miami Miami behavior everybody is you know like they're gonna tell you that's just the way it is like it is what it is yeah I think it is not for the weak yeah I mean, what else is next? We see Gertie and her husband. He's putting lotion on her. They're getting ready for Julia's party, and then she has a trip for work. Um, Apparently, she's working everywhere now. She's flying off everywhere doing weddings and parties, so good for her. Um, Her parties look beautiful from the pictures that they show. Yeah, from what we've seen. Yeah. We have Lisa and her cute daughter uh, having ice cream, and then we have Lisa talking to production about Lenny denying the story of them divorcing and she just doesn't understand it um she puts her daughter down for a nap right after ice cream which i found amusing (laughs) (laughs) and she's having her put all these sprinkles and all this stuff on the ice cream then she's like okay nap time like let's go to bed good luck with that let me know how that worked out for you like i have to go Um, film 
So then we have Gertie. She arrives at Julia and Martina's housewarming party in their new house in Miami Beach, and she is less than impressed, uh, especially with the half-full glasses of champagne that she's mm. being offered upon arrival. Uh, she calls Julia, who's still upstairs getting dressed, and Julia tells her she disinvited Kiki. I'm not a big fan of the disinviting, especially over something like that, when Kiki wasn't even the one that started that whole situation. Me neither. It takes away from the drama and it takes away from like solving the issue that hand. Like I know in real life you would do that, but this is a show. We have a show to put on here. Like right. let's not let's not elongate this. Like, I know. So well, but. and then she blames it on Kiki saying that she was gonna sue if she saw her face in Adriana's video at all. Which and is why you need to sign a release. Said. Right, Bitch. exactly. Get exactly. a release form. But but I did find it weird that the weirdo Julia disinvited Kiki for Adriana's tantrum or whatever but she didn't she still hangs out with Alexia who made that horrible Russian stereotype comment so it's like why is Alexia still invited like okay I know that's I that's what I don't understand it's like very you know they pick and choose who they're gonna when they're gonna be angry not include um so the other girls arrive. Uh, Julia's daughter is there. This is when Martina says that she doesn't care that she was making out with a man. She'd rather it a man than a woman. Um, Adriana arrives in a naked dress. Okay. I mean, did you that dress? Oh my <laughs> lord! Like what a choice! I can't. I really can't. Um, let's see. The director t- uh, Adriana tells them that the director says that most of the footage is unusable <laughs> for the video. That was, yeah. I mean, yeah, fact she's to fact. not happy about that. But I mean, what, what could they use from that? Nobody, I don't think anybody knew the routine. Even the dancers, as I was watching, like the male dancer, one of them was so off. Like, he was not in sync with everybody else doing like the it was same thing. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It was just yeah. bad. And then Julia comes down to the party walking her goat, Elvis, who's wearing a diaper. And the diaper then starts to fall off. Now, I have a senior citizen dog who has to wear a diaper. I thought you were going to say you have a goat. I was going to say, No, I do not have have a goat. goat. Now, she only wears it when she's sleeping, but like because she's old and she's, yeah, it's sad. But I don't think I would walk her into a party with a diaper on. I think that's a little strange. But then, and then. And she has the nerve to get offended at being called weirdo. Like, you're walking around with a diaper. You're walking around with a goat. And then so, but Julia, meanwhile, is having a conversation. And Marisol sees the diaper falling off of this goat. So she tells Martina, rather than interrupt the conversation. Meanwhile, Martina goes right over, interrupts the conversation, and tells Julia to take care of it. She's like, I'm not dealing with no damn goat. So you better I mean, I know. I know. And then Martina tells us she made out with a male tennis player back in the day. Good and Marisol's her. like, oh, maybe it was Jimmy Connors or Bjorn Borg, which is probably – I'm aging myself right now. I, I was going to say, I have no idea who they are. And I'm not even – no like, idea. Yeah. I'm not even young – like incredibly younger than you, so I'm just uncultured when it comes to tennis <laughs> because I don't know anything. So That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, Let's see. Then Lisa arrives at the party. They all get into a conversation about Lenny again. And Lisa tells the girls that she hates those parties they have and says that all of those parties contributed to the demise of her marriage. Which is and also true. living in Miami with all the hoes. She said that too, yeah. which 
Which is yeah, true. That- I've seen a hoe or two destroy a marriage. Oh, that's terrible. It's true, though. It's true. It's, it's terrible, true. and and my aspiration in life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, then all the girls you see, all the girls separately, start to then question their own marriages. Which and that's I think what it's, happens. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like a human reaction when something around you has a big life change like that. No, like, like in it, my in my neighborhood, in my area, and the you know, in this situation, when we hear of somebody that's getting divorced and there's somebody else involved like that, we all start to question. You have like you, to because you just you're so blindsided by this happening to somebody that you know, and then you're like, wow, this could happen to me too. Exactly. That's really the reality of life changes around, especially when you know the person. And um, I think they just are having just a normal reaction. Like, what if me? Like, what if it happens to me? You know, of course. So it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, I've seen people married, you know, long time and this happens. So I know and it takes crazy. two to tango. It's not always the one person. But like, I don't know. I just you have to worry then. And then everybody starts working on their own marriages. Yeah, point, they're, like, you know? they're like, let's let's recalibrate our love here. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and that was pretty much the episode. It ends with a cute scene where Julia jumps in the water and surprises Martina when she goes for a swim in the bay right yeah, after the party. Cute. That was cute. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm, I don't – I'm trying to remember what happens. I, I don't know if I watch the coming attractions for next week. Well, I know next week um, Lisa's yelling at Lenny and she's saying, you don't care about the children. If you did, you wouldn't be doing this. And Lenny replies, oh, yeah. Lenny says, fuck you. And <laughs> Lisa a goes, shit. Lisa's like, fuck me. Like she's shocked. Like, I don't right. think. Oh, that's right. Right. Like, I think that maybe he had never said that to her before because she reacted like a punch to the gut. And she was like, fuck me. Like, really? Like, you're telling me fuck you right now? Like, that was right. bad. It was hard. I know. I know. It's hard to watch, but it's very interesting and entertaining to watch too. I hate to say it, exactly. but it just really is. Um, and then I that's that was pretty much it from Miami. And tonight we have Potomac. We are looking forward to Potomac. Uh, we are around the corner from the future seasons. We have Jersey coming up. Um, I yes, think February seventh. I think. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, February 7th or uh, sometime in Fe- the first week of February, I think yes. after Salt Lake City concludes, but Jersey's coming. I'm looking forward to Orange County coming back. So Me too. we are winding down from this season's the fall winter yeah. and we're, I'm excited to the new faces coming back. I mean, so the spring and who knows when back. Beverly Hills is coming back. I, oh, for sure. I think if they're going to be a bit. If, yeah, if they're filming now, they'll probably be back like by the fall or winter at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Back on their regular schedule if they come back in like November. Yeah. And that would put them back on that regular schedule when they used to come out, but I don't know. See, only we OG fans know that That's they That's true. We remember the schedules, all right? That back, is true. Back Remember back in the day they used to air them on Thursdays or like some random day? like Yeah, I know. I do remember. And remember how they used to have those little scenes in them that weren't – it was just like a little extra scene. They'd come yeah, back like from a little, commercial. Yeah, and there'd be like a, one little extra scene and then go back to and commercial. And then go back to commercial. Right, like yeah. a cute something that now they cut out. Yeah. And when is the next girls' trip coming out? I don't remember. I think it'll come out after Potomac ends because Candace and Giselle are on on um, it. 
are on it too. That's gonna oh, be good. Yeah. So I did hear on Twitter or read on Twitter that mm-hmm. Alex Alex McCord is gonna be on Ooh, Ultimate. I Girls. saw that. Yes. So that's a good little gossip. But um, that's gonna be good. Yeah, I don't know why people don't like her. There were some people were upset that she's back. I'm like, y'all did not watch seasons one through four because Alex was underrated. And yeah, do they I have nothing she- else to do but get upset over Alex McCord? Exactly. Come what on. privilege? What privilege? I've been rewatching New Jersey, actually. Oh my God, you're brave. Yeah. I cannot rewatch for New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, I've been rewatching because they were showing all the Christmas episodes during. So I've just been watching on Peacock. Like I just have it on the background everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Jersey is one of the ones I don't really rewatch because it's so heavy, like the drama between the siblings and stuff. Early Jersey, anyway. Once yeah. uh, they once they steered away from that and Jackie and Jennifer came on, it wasn't as Gorga Judice heavy. But I right. know the new season is going to be Gorga Judice. It's going to be good. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, it was nice to be back with you this week. And Absolutely. I will see you again later in the week. Absolutely. We are catching up, y'all, and we thank you for listening. We've seen the downloads and we've seen Yes, the please so. download when you listen. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I am at Mommy Rue. And I'm at Mario Kiki. And follow BravoCon1 also on Instagram, okay? Yes. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>